What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, Episode 8. And because we didn't want to make a carbon copy of Episode 5, right, Ryan Johnson? I shaved my beard. Hashtag in Ryan we trust. Thank you all for hashtagging. Thank you all for subscribing. Thank you all for liking. We made it past 400 subscribers last week, all because of you guys. Internet famous. Internet famous. Hold on, pal. Not not yet, but okay. close. We're getting there, I promise. But because we made it past 400 sub subscribers, that means we got a fucking stormtrooper to give away. Fucking stormtrooper. And not only a stormtrooper, but we also got some squadron tags to get rid of and an OG Black Series Rebel pin to give away. So this week's winner is YouTube subscriber TechBuff. Congratulations, TechBuff. Thank you it, for Tech subscribing. Buff. Thanks for liking. Welcome to the rebellion. And if we if we don't hear from you, Tech Buff, I'm just gonna go find someone on the street who's using some pretty cool technology. I'm gonna gently squeeze his bicep and see if he's buff, and then I'm gonna give him this figure and a pin. All right, guys, we teased it last week. We have got a pretty cool Black Series Rebels announcement. As you guys know, every month we like to sell two collectible pins, and we use that money from the pins to help us fund this show. Last month, July's pins sold out in less than 24 hours, helped us fund the show this month, and we are super excited to announce our August collectible action figure pins. And those characters are, drum roll please, Steve. Our first action figure pin we are going to be releasing is the Princess of Hope herself. The amazing Cinnamon Buns, yay! And along with Cinnamon Buns, we're also gonna be giving away the baddest daddy in the galaxy, Lord Vader himself, breathing uh, noises. Uh, <sighs> now, if you wanna be able to get your hands on either of these action figure pins, they drop this Friday August 4th at 9 a.m. West Coast time. That's this Friday, August 4th at 9 a.m. West Coast time. Both pins will be available and they're limited to 100 pieces each. Now, I know you're thinking, that's a lot of pins. I can snag those whenever. RGD2 and C3PO sold out in less than a day. So, if, and I've been getting emails, I've been getting I've emails, seen them. those emails, people really upset that they weren't able to get them. So if you want to grab these, make sure you're quick, bookmark the site, there'll be a link to our web store in this video, like it, get ready, because they're going to drop. Hey Steve. Yeah Alex? That actually sounds like a pretty good idea for a giveaway. Should we do a giveaway? A giveaway. A giveaway. You mean giveaway... A cinnamon bun. And a breathing noises? You know, I don't think that's enough. I think we need to go bigger. Well, you know, Comic-Con was this last week. It was, and they gave, they, there was a lot of cool stuff that came out with Comic-Con. Was there any cool Star Wars stuff that people would like, like to get their hands on? Well, I know there was a land speeder. But yeah, but you guys wouldn't want that. Yeah, you don't want that. There was that, that Ty Burrell blue, what do you call him, Thrawn? Throne. Yeah, Throne. Yeah, no one throne. wants Throne. No one wants Throne. Uh, there's Grumpy Luke and you're doing it wrong, Ray. Yeah, but I think Nobody only you that. and I want that. But you know what? We did manage to get 
Oh. Would you guys like a Commander Gree Toys R Us SDCC exclusive action figure six inch black series? I think I might have one of those to give away. Is it this one that we have on the set right it's here? It's that one right there. O-M-G. Hold on, let me get this straight. You mean to tell me that not only are we gonna give one lucky fan both action figure both pins. Both of the new action figure pins and a Commander Gree? Yep, and all they have to do Dang. is subscribe to our channel, like this video, and comment with hashtag RebelCrate500. That's subscribe to our channel, like this video, and leave the comment with the hashtag RebelCrate500. 500. But here's the trick about this giveaway. The reason why we throw the 500 in there. We are so close to 500 subscribers. This giveaway will not unlock until we reach 500 subscribers. So that's why we have the Refer a Friend program. If you tell a friend to subscribe to our channel and to leave a comment with your YouTube username to let us know who sent them, you will both be entered to win this giveaway two more times. So if you subscribe to our channel, like this video, and comment with hashtag RebelCrate500. You will be eligible to win this oh-so-minty-fresh Commander Gree Toys R Us SDCC exclusive and, and cinnamon, cinnamon buns. buns and a Breathing Noises pin. Woo! That was a mouthful, pal. Good job, buddy. Way to go. Well, I, that couldn't be any more than what's going on this week in Star Wars news. Believe it or not. It's a lot more than what's going on in Star Wars news. All right, f it. What's Let's going on this week in Star Wars news? Hey, Steve. Yeah, Alex? What's not really going on this week in Star Wars news? Well, Alex, there's not a lot of news, but we'll throw it out there. Uh, we got another announcement confirming Warwick Davis is in Han Solo. Yay, we already knew that. Uh, let's see. In other news, in water is wet. Of course Warwick Davis is in a Star Wars movie. He's in every fucking Star Wars movie. But he's reunited with his Willow director, Ron Howard. <gasps> oh my God. Hot dialogue scoop. Ooh. I'm breaking a dialogue scoop. At some point in this movie, they're going to say I have a bad feeling about this. Holy shit. When it is a slow news week, we, f we will reach into the depths of clickbait bullshit. Yes, we will. You ready Warwick for the next Davis one? A, yeah, please. <laughs> you ready Hit me for the next it. one? Hit me with it. Uh, the Han Solo movie has a film composer. It's not John Williams. It's not uh, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Uh, it is actually Kung Fu Panda composer John Powell. Uh, he also did Shrek, and he was nominated for How to Train Your Dragon 1. Uh, and I believe he also did the most recent Jason Bourne film, so... That's awesome. That makes me excited. Uh, I liked Michael, Gia Michael Giacchino's score. Um, he had like three weeks to do it. Yeah. So for that, I mean, I actually, I would have preferred them give him another chance just because I think he kind of got the raw end of the deal. Like he did a really good job. Imagine how good that score would have been though if, I just, the first critique of ev everyone's, I love you guys. I love Star Wars fans. <laughs> but the first critique is music wasn't as good as John Williams. No shit. And I'm not as good at basketball as Michael Jordan. Like, you're comparing the greatest living symphonic composer to a guy who makes movie scores, pretty good ones, and who had two weeks. 
to do it. So I was hoping they would go back to Michael Giacchino, but I love the music in How to Train Your Dragon. I'm not very familiar with it. I've never Dude, stayed awake from them. You, oh, really? You should watch How to Train Your Dragon. It's actually pretty I actually dope. own both of them. And you haven't watched them? I've tried. <laughs> Stevie Sleepy. Sleepy Stevie. Big, Stevie Sleepy. I call him Big Big Baby Steve. Big That's Baby like, Steve. Big Baby Steve not get whittle sweeps. No, like, dude, no, no. Steve won't go see a movie past <laughs> 8. Why? Like, no. I go to movies on Saturday and Sunday mornings at like 9 a.m. Big And it's baby. not because I'm cheap. It's because he's going to fucking fall asleep. Yeah. He needs to have his coffee and his little breakfast, and then yeah, he's got to see a little bagel, movie. little everything bagel, little cucumber, tomato, cream cheese. Oh my god, it's I'm my so jam. Some red onion, man. Shit, I might go see Ben Kirk tonight at fucking midnight. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so we've only got one more piece of news for you. Uh, we're gonna lead this one off real quick. We here at Black Series Rebels are not big fans of. Breaking spoiler news and things like this. However, this kind of blew However, up the internet, and you the couldn't internet miss it. The internet blew up before we started our show today because it's Thursday, but this is airing on Sunday. Um, spoiler alert! Spoiler, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! alert spoiler, spoiler alert. alert! If you want to avoid this spoiler, uh, our editor is going to throw a little timestamp right here. Go to that time on the video, and you won't have to worry about it. And yeah. if I was you, I would do that. Now, with that said. Okay, so um, there was a photo sharing site that people upload photos to. Uh, I can't Imger, pronounce it probably. Imgur, Imgur, who cares? Anyways, they somebody posted photos up I to it. I hope the owner of Imgur like loves our show and goes, "Hey man, that's my life's work." Yeah, you think he's gonna just write in the comments? Cold and... cocks a gun, <laughs> fucking takes one sip of whiskey and just fucking blows his brains out. That was dark. because we insulted his show. <laughs> well, anyhow. We got some episode eight photos that are pretty interesting, pretty cool. Um, but the big takeaway from it is, is we got our first official non-hologram -hologram. look at Snoke. And the big spoiler is, it looks like he's made out of penis skin. And he's got blue eyes. So he's like, imagine like a, a gentle scrotum with piercing blue eyes. Piercing. No, but seriously. Is that like the Darth Maul guy with the tattoo? Yeah. If Darth Maul's a guy that hangs out at the tattoo parlor, Snoke is like just a big dick. He's just like a big wrinkly penis. Overstretched ween with like little blue eyes. Isn't he looks awesome, by the way. I'm not really selling him. I, I think he looks really good. Let's go down the line. We'll start with Snoke. Do you think he looked cool? I think he looks cool. I think he looks like Snoke in color, in high definition, and not in a hologram form. But he, but it's a puppet. Is it a puppet? That's a fucking That's puppet. That's a puppet? Yes. Oh, I thought that was like a just a digital rendering no. or something. That's a practical puppet. I mean, puppet. personally to me, he looks like the Jedi librarian just burnt... It, it really does. I just say that because he's wearing a gold porno it shirt. It has nothing to do with that. I mean, look at his face. Skin tone matches. I mean, if we want to go crazy. There's a lot of rumors out there. People think it's Chancellor Valorum. People think it's it's not. Just stop it. Just enjoy the pictures. Wait for the movie. As Steel Wars would say, your Snoke theory sucks. It sucks hard. It sucks so bad. The truth is, Snokey is probably Snokey. I know that's a bummer to hear, but like... I think he's just Snoke. And if he's not, he's not. Let's wait until we see the movie. So... Another big thing that we got out of these pictures was is we got a really cool costume change with Luke Skywalker. He looks pretty cool. Traveling Luke. He looks good. Um, Hamill looks very confident in these photos compared to sort of his grumpy Luke, don't look at me, don't talk to me photos. 
Um, we got a cool pictures of Ray, which I think we've kind of already seen in some of the promo. Yeah, like I stuff. think we've seen some of it on like uh, early action figure promo for like San Diego Comic Con and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, she's basically wearing the outfit in the San Diego Comic Con exclusive in most of it. Um, yeah, I think it looks really cool. Like the traveling Luke, we talked a little bit about it on D23 because you see him in that outfit in, in the, behind the, the, the behind the scenes thing. And what I like about it is, is not necessarily that it's darker, but his first outfit is super reminiscent of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And this to me felt like a mix of Return of the Jedi Luke mixed with like Obi-Wan Kenobi. So they've sort of like did a hybrid a little bit of it feels designs. like he actually uses and and like lives in these clothes whereas yeah. the the other ones seem much more ceremonial well it's in a, jedi in a robes yeah. like and i just think it's hilarious like obi-wan kenobi is living on tatooine he's wearing the most impractical fucking oh, it's gonna be so hot yeah just thick wool Oof. whereas at least luke is like in oh brisk irish weather. yeah uh with that said we also got a finn image which i'm pretty yeah. sure we saw finn this image in promo pictures as well yeah he's posing with, with his him. gun now i'm already been getting flack about my finn being paralyzed thing you guys tagging me in that picture it is a promo shot let me bring up another promo shot luke skywalker at the table read for force awakens let's leave it at that what did that movie that movie showed us how much talking he does in that movie just let me be. Let me have my fun with my Finn being paralyzed theory. And you guys are out here telling me Snoke is Chancellor Valorum. Get the fuck out of here. I'm with Chancellor. you. Chancellor, he looks like I'm a wrinkly dickhead. He's like wrinkly dick body. <laughs> General Zod. Um, <laughs> so the last picture we got was this new sort of take on the royal guard, I this think. This is where we're going to get grumpy, yeah. Steve. No, not grumpy at all. Um... I, I'm gonna mispronounce it. It's a Praetorian guard. Does that sound right? We wouldn't. I mean, yeah. we can assume because this is not official. We it might not even be called. We'll a call Praetorian. him a P guard. He's a P card. Well, he's a P guard that probably guards the P faced man. Ooh, and who is the P faced man? Snoke, dude. He's got that weird. Snoke. I like that Snoke theory. Sorry, my Snoke theory doesn't suck. No, it doesn't. Snoke is made out of wrinkly penis skin. Hashtag wrinkly penis skin. <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> we had to keep it going. Um, but yeah, that's uh, What did you think it. of those guards? Um, my first initial reaction. Because they already know. Well, I, saw the, I actually saw this picture like a month or so ago. Someone actually had it and showed it to me. Um, and I just, it, to me at the, at the time, it... To quote Alex quoting me, to, get to quote to Alex quoting me, it doesn't really feel Star Wars. It doesn't really feel Star Wars. It's not really Wars. Star Wars. It's not really Star Wars-y. Mm, no. Uh, yeah, it didn't feel Star Wars. It, it looks very, um, I don't know, it, it's, I feel like it looks like it belongs in Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. I know, but I'm warming up to it the more I look at the photos and the posing. I can see um, where you where you draw that. Like when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh yeah, I see. It looks like the Red Heart soldiers, like because they're all red, and it's like the the geometric pieces on them." Yeah, you know what it looks like. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Coppola's Bram Stoker Dracula. No. Um, but Gary Oldman plays Dracula in it, and there's a couple scenes where he's coming back from like war, and he's got like all this red sort of armor on and that's what this this character looks like or this, okay i mean i haven't seen that so i can't make the assumption 
Uh, what I would say... Cisco's laughing at me right now. Yeah, Cisco's like, damn, <laughs> dude, you... are right. Yeah. Okay, so it might look a little bit like that. When I look at it, because I haven't seen that movie, I see a hybrid between sort of trooper-esque armor and a royal guard. Now, a royal guards, just like Boba Fett. I love Boba Fett. Everybody thinks royal guards are so awesome. This is what royal guards do in Star Wars. They stand... And then Yoda flicks them like little flies. That is all they do. And everybody acts like they're the most badass things in Star Wars. So, like, give them, a, let's give them a chance. Those dudes might just stand there next to Penis Man. Actually, they might be like the British guards that stand outside Buckingham Palace. And that's, like, their only job is exactly. to just stand there and not crack a smile. Exactly. Also, they, their staffs. Part of me feels like their staffs probably have like an electronic or particle effect like yeah. the... So you're not seeing that. And again, we'll just talk a little bit about... You You know my opinion on spoilers. This is why I don't like stuff like this. Because we're all seeing something completely out of context and then drawing these like massive conclusions. Well, right? and that has to do with the fact that we didn't get a trailer. We didn't... You know, they keep it a secret and then it just forces us and the audience and the fan community to all bitch at each other over these silly theories yep. and just constantly spiral out of control. And This is why you release a trailer at Comic-Con. This is why you do it. Because now... I feel like we're almost more grumpier than we thought we were going to be grumpier on yeah, the last Yeah, we weren't show. really grumpy. I'm not going to say grumpy. I'm just... Let's be real, right? Like, you leak photos. The fans are going to get them because it's the internet. I would have much rather have seen all of this stuff in a trailer at D23 for a movie that's going to be done in like three weeks. But because we've got to build the hype and we ooh, we can't show them anything. But on our drive to the studio today, you said to me that you think we might actually, there's a chance we might actually get a Star Wars I would say these pictures, in the next certainly someone got fired. And then on top of that, they probably went, this is why you can't, you can't go nine to ten months without releasing a trailer because the internet will get a hold of them especially now when you've been sending around assets to toy companies you've been sending around assets well to it's like how many companies. times is lego gonna like exactly i don't want to see i don't want to see snoke as a lego i want to see him in the trailer first and that's a problem is when you just hide all this stuff and you throw it all out which is what they have to do hasbro's probably had wrinkly skin peeny snoke for like six months because they're going to have to sculpt it. They're going to have to do it. And now they have it. And what's going to happen? They're going to send it to a factory in like China, Taiwan, Indonesia, where all their factories are. And they're going to have to send them these images. And someone's just going to go, cool. That'll get me a million clicks on Instagram. Like, it's not hard. So I think the biggest lesson to learn here is not necessarily like, oh, how dare they leak our photos? It's, yeah, that's what you get. Like, somebody... Somebody saw it and went, man, people are really clamoring for this content. I'll give it to them. And if you had just released a trailer, nobody would have given two shits about that picture of Snoke if we had seen him for a fleeting second in a trailer. Do you think that these were an intentional leak by Lucasfilm? Po possibly. Maybe they're like, man, we really didn't. People weren't really going balls deep crazy for like our behind the scenes thing. Maybe we'll just leak this and have them have some fun. That's possible too. All right, well, that's it for this week in news. And, so. you know, the crazy thing is we just kind of talked about all these, like, crazy pieces of news, some some not-so-crazy pieces of news. And our interview tonight is Jermaine Lucier from Gizmodo io9, and he's a huge, huge movie blogger, movie reviewer. So just getting his perspective a little bit later on what it's like to cover Star Wars, 
you know, it's pretty fun. Check them out. All right. So we got a bunch of new stuff on the set. We do. We kind of switched it up. Why don't we take it to reviews? All right. This week we are reviewing, as Alex likes to say, the oh so minty fresh San Diego Comic Con 2017 Hasbro Black Series <laughs> exclusive deluxe Luke Skywalker and his awesome land speeder. Alex, I don't know how, but somehow you scored one of these things. <laughs> I was lucky enough to get my hands on a couple of Comic-Con exclusive, this being one of them. Uh, buddy, I gotta tell you, buddy, buddy, don't touch it, please. This is one of the, if not the best Comic-Con exclusive they've ever done. I'm gonna take it one step further. It is the best Black Series. Black Series. Anything. Anything. Ever. Yeah, it's the just from let's go to, let's go outside to inside. The box is beautifully designed. You've got the twin suns, that cool kind of like retro-y pop of color with like the burnt oranges and the yellows, and then the, the classic gray etched black series art all around it. There's some info on the speeder, like Sorry, sweaties. <laughs> Didn't know it was called a Soros Subcorporation land speeder. X34. X I mean, I think I've, I'd heard X34, but I'd never heard Soros Subcorporation. No, so. never. Just like that little piece of info. And then I love, oh dear God, I love the fact that this Comic-Con exclusive <laughs> has a f***ing clear bubble to yeah. show you. You can open it and close it, right? Yeah. Thank God. How many times have you tried to display like a Comic-Con exclusive, like the Jabba? And you're the like, Jabba. Let me open this up. Let me pull out this like eight foot long Yeah, you need like an eight just... foot shelf to be yeah. able to open yeah, it up dude, and display it. Yeah, dude, I have my it. Jabba displayed. I have it so cleverly like arranged to where it's not, doesn't look like a big Pac-Man box eating my entire display. But man, this just, this is what exclusive should look like but more so this is what every black series so don't touch it please thank you though um please 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 uh your oils will degrade the box your your oil fair enough fair enough um i will be applying white gloves when i return this to the set uh steve what do you what do you think when you see this because i know this is one you've wanted for a long time this yeah figure. I, you know the very first um the first ship toy that I ever owned as a kid was the um, 90s Power of the Force Luke Landspeeder. With the bobbly um, wheels. With the bobbly wheels and the little, uh, the, the, you pop the hood and you can store a couple things in there. I don't know. I'm assuming this thing's got the bobbly wheels too. Uh, probably. Um, you know, I know I went a little bananas last week talking about the power the wheel the power wheel land speeder <laughs> no you um, my favorite from last week was when you were talking about the hasbro display and you went it should be in the smithsonian like dead serious is like oh damn i forgot it should be what should this be in the smithsonian uh no but luke's land speeder should be oh all right luke's land speeder should absolutely be in the in the smithsonian um but no, I, I have an affinity for this particular vehicle just from it being the first vehicle I ever actually owned as a kid. Yeah. Um, 
and I just, I'm just so stoked on it. I, I think Luke looks great. Um, the packaging, it is, it is hands down the best packaging they've done. And, you know, I'm going to get super sweaty, but even the, the, I know you don't want me to touch Please it. Please don't touch it. I know, I know, I know. You I know what? I, I would just I feel just, better okay. if it was like, okay. we were, we were referring to it from a distance. A bubble. You don't want me to breathe on it. You don't want me anything. I'm joking, by the way, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yes. Um, but not, don't fuck No, me. but like, even if you feel the cardstock and, and the packaging of it, it's a much finer, much, um, much more. It's it, thicker. It's, it's, it's not. Thicker. It's it's thicker, yeah. and you clearly it's like wrapped around cardboard. As, yeah. So like the others are like cardboard with printed. This is clearly printed, then applied to the outside of a nice cardboard. Yeah. So there's not a lot of. Um, I don't know what the I guess what the word I'm looking for, but like. Um, it doesn't have give. It doesn't. You know. It give, doesn't, you don't even like it. the way like you know how a box will have like the creases, like the visible areas yes. in which the box is put together. This is all sealed shut, like it, a wrapped Christmas present. It's like a, it's, it's like a nice hat box. Do you have hat boxes? That is, it's exactly like a <laughs> nice hat box. You fucking hit the nail on the head. So this really is like probably my favorite, con and I, I mean, I like it more than Boba Fett, Han, and Carbonite. That thing's a pain in the ass to display. It's a great figure, Jabba, hard to display. The Obi-Wan Kenobi is pretty good. The First Order Trooper is pretty good. The Kylo is pretty cool. Kylo is cool. Hard to display. Big Hard box. to display. This one is very easy to display. Yeah. Um, and next week we'll be reviewing Thrawn or Thorn or whatever my autocorrect likes to change it to. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that one. But we really wanted to hit you guys. And just so you guys know, when this does go on sale in the Hasbro Toy Shop, it would be... It's worth it's worth the pressure and worth the rush, and I hope everybody who wants to get one is able to get one because I know the joy it brings me. So I hope I hope Steve, I know he will. He'll he he's the man. I'll get one. He'll be able to pull it off. I'll get one, and also I will put the date up in the uh, screen. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I know that the date was originally supposed to be in and August. Then they've pushed it. They've pushed it to like September fourteenth. And or my something. guess would be it's to make more. My guess would be is that they're gonna Fingers make crossed. more because. They, they know how badly people are going to want this. And if it's anything like the downgrade from SDCC Java to regular oh. Java, this thing will just be that land speeder thrown in a box bouncing around. So let's hope that everyone's able to get one. They look super cool. Uh, good job, Hasbro. Good job, Hasbro. Last week we were really grumpy we were really about grumpy. Your, your, uh, your presentation. This week, Hasbro's getting that... Give them a little bit of that... Oh, so minty, minty fresh, fresh love. Yeah, we're giving this thing five stars. And if you guys are able to snag one, good luck. We want you guys to get it. May the force be with you. Uh, all right. So that's our review. We have a super special interview this week with the awesome Jumaine Lucier of Gizmodo. So let's take it to our interview. Hey, today we have a very special guest with us to uh, sit down and interview. We've got Jermaine Lucier from Gizmodo. Ooh. Thanks for being here, Jermaine. Thanks so much for having me, guys. This is a, this is a beautiful place, and uh, it's a long drive, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really hit you on a bad traffic day, too. Yeah, so It's all right. Anything for Star Wars. Right? Uh, I've waited in much longer lines than the line on the, to get on the 101 today. So. That's true. <laughs> Star Wars fans are like, what? You waited oh, an hour yes. to talk Star Wars? Yes. Hey, waited 17 hours for the <laughs> Ryan Johnson panel at <laughs> <Exactly>. Celebration. <laughs> Um, so, we always start this off with our interviews. What is the first time, the first memory you have of Star Wars 
entering your life? So it's kind of a dual answer where the first, the first memory I have isn't my memory. It's my mom's memory. Oh. And so apparently uh, I was two years old. Uh, my brother is two years younger than me. She, she was pregnant with him, tired, like on the bed. I'm running around like a little two-year-old and she was like flipping through the channels and she found Star Wars on like, like 11, channel 11 or WPIX or it was. And she goes, oh, perfect. And she just went to sleep and held my hand. <laughs> And she goes, and I woke up two hours later, and you're still sitting there holding my hand, watching the entire movie. She goes, you didn't move for two hours. And I was like, oh, wow, that's something he likes. And so I don't remember that, obviously, but that's a story that she tells. Uh, and, you know, she could be mom embellishing, but I like the story. But my, my real first memory is, uh, and I obviously have stuff before this because of the story, is uh, I remember on Christmas morning waiting, wanting the Millennium Falcon, like from, I think, Probably the Empire version of it, and not getting it, and being like, Ugh. And my, then my mom's like, <laughs> Santa, no, and then, and then she, and she's like, what's that? What's that behind the chair? And there oh, it was, oh, the, you know, the last one, the chair, exactly. So I remember ripping it up, and then I should have said, I should have wished my future self was like, don't touch it, <laughs> yeah, don't Do, touch the box, don't, don't touch it. everything, <laughs> put it away, buy a second one, and keep that. Can you imagine the one kid that was lucky enough to be like, wait? Yeah, <laughs> pristine, and just like puts it on a shelf, covers it in an acrylic. Case. Exactly, uh, man. I wish I had done that, but yeah, that those are those are my two things. So it's been with me forever. Like, and then you still have it. I have the actual uh, toy of it. Yeah. yeah, in back in New York, I have it in a garage somewhere. <laughs> I I've upgraded too much nicer things like yeah, this. I've seen, I've seen your collection online. I watch your, your tour video oh, you have online of your yeah, house. I, uh, I spend way too much money on Star Wars stuff. But, uh, yeah. You don't say. Hey, you guys. <laughs> You're in good company. Yes. So, uh, you've been writing about Star Wars for now 20 years. Like, it's we're, we're, we're going on a while. Yeah, here. almost. I mean, like I said, it kind of is where I, I kind of discovered the internet because of Star Wars. Uh, I remember, you know, Fan, uh, Phantom, it's Phantom Menace. Jeez, it just it doesn't sound right for some reason. I remember it was like 97 and you hear like the new Star Wars movies coming out and you want to see something. I remember going on the internet and like maybe searching it on something and then finding any cool news where there's an article about the trailer might be attached to the X-Files movie. And, that, and I was like, oh my God, the X it's going to be with the X-Files movie. And of course it wasn't with the X-Files movie. <laughs> it ended up being with like Meet Joe Black. Yeah. But, um, but then I was like, oh, this is cool. What else is on this website? And then it was that my entire life started right at that moment. Like, Aww. so... And so I read, so I started reading Anna Cool, and I started reading, I was reading The Force.net and Rebel Scum, all in the lead up. And that was also when I started college, so then I got my broadband internet, and then it was like boom, boom, boom. And, uh, you know, and from there it was just on and on. And then there's a website called CountingDown.com that was organizing all these, like, lines, like, and they were counting down on the website, and they were looking for writers. And I was like, Hey, you know, I want to write about movies, and and I'm going to school for this here at NYU. And they're like, NYU, you're in New York. I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, can you do some press junkets and stuff? And so I started doing press junkets for them, and you know, I did I, nothing Star Wars at the moment, but yeah. I, then I did. So I did a bunch of stuff like that, and that you know experience got me to some magazines. Magazines got me to newspapers. Newspapers moved to LA, and started covering Star Wars. But I mean. You know, so I didn't write about the first couple, but they sort of brought me into it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then uh, I waited in line for Attack of the Clones at the Ziegfeld. I'm in the Triumph video. Yes. Yes, uh, which, by the way, go online and Google Jermaine and Triumph. I wrote, a, I wrote an article about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, then, uh, and then I remember when I graduated college, it was the day Clones came out. It was like I waited in line and, and I saw the movie, and then I went to sleep for like three hours and graduated college. And 
I said my first goal would be if I'm writing somewhere where I can write about Star Wars by episode three, I'll be happy. And then my newspaper, I did. I got to write like a review of episode three. And I was at a local newspaper in upstate New York, but I got to do the movie review. And I was covering the toy releases, you know, on a, like a local angle. And then, uh, you know, and, and that was it. And I was like, oh, cool. Star Wars is done. And then, wow. you know, and then I started, but I kept writing about movies because I loved it. Mm -hmm. And then I was sitting in my apartment in 2000, whatever, you know, 12, whatever. 12 or 13, yeah. Yeah. And then like my, I got a G-chat from Russ Fisher, who was working slash with me at the time. He's like, did you, did you see? Did you see this? This is about Luke's film. I'm like, what? What? He's like, episode seven. I'm like, what? What? And that was it. And it was like, holy crap. And then, you know, in that three years, I mean, we covered it ad nauseum, obviously, like the whole internet did. But then, I, then right before the release, I find myself in a room. It's bigger than this, but it's basically this. Like this, me and Harrison Ford, and nothing else. What was that oh. like? What was that mo Did you like the? Did you know the night before that that was gonna? You yeah, gonna be yeah. I, I had I had put in requests for interviews for the movie, and I was like, oh, I'm never. I was like, I was didn't even want to request him because I was so nervous. I was like, yeah. I was, and I figured he died in the movie, and I was like, I gotta request him. Let's just see. And, and everybody at Disney, all over all these years, I've been developing these relationships and stuff, and. So they sort of knew how big of a Han Solo fan I was, all these things. So like three outlets got to talk to him, I think. I think it was like the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and io9.com. <laughs> and so, Weekly's like, yeah, no, on. where, where did we get it? Exactly. <laughs> Anthony Bresnikin, I'm like, hey, see you later. And, and but yeah, so I walked into, the, so I was there and I was just like, and it was hard too because you're interviewing him before the movie. Yeah. So I had like, all I had to say, I had like seen like three shots of him in the movie and he can't talk any spoilers. So... I saw I had some legacy questions, and I knew he's also Harrison Ford. He's not going to get like super deep on like nerdy Han Solo sure. yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So he had to be sort of like it, it was a fine line. But right outside the office, I was like, I said to his publicist at the time, I was like, Hey, I was like, it's Harrison Ford. I was like, I don't do this, but can I ask for a photo? What do you think? And she was like, If he says yeah, sure. And then the interview went pretty well. And uh, and you know you just got to suck it up, and you just. But I was sitting there like this, and I'm like, he's like blah blah blah, and I'm like. Like Decker, Indiana Jones, Han Solo, like I'm just like I can't believe this. Is, like he's right there, I can touch him. It's like those like those classic comedy bits where someone's looking at it and they like turn into a turkey or a chicken. He's just turning into like Han Solo. Yeah, it was, it was. And then his outfit's changing. He's going into different vests and different like jackets. It's like Air Force One. It's like get off my plane and then like goes yeah. to carbon. It should have been. Oh man, I want, I want to make that video now. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, he's like the T one thousand of Han Solo. So he's just like, yeah. going but it was, uh, it was crazy. So like, and then I walked out of that, and we went to the premiere of the movie, and I was, and again, just this, this going back to your original question, it was like, oh my god, I'm here. Like this is, yeah, fucking crazy. We're home. Uh, yeah, we're home, man. It was just, I couldn't believe, Nerd. <laughs> I couldn't believe I, I, that, like, in my career, where Star Wars sort of was the gateway into the internet, I had made it to the premiere of my of my favorite franchise in the world, the return of it, and I had just talked to. Harrison Ford and J.J. Abrams and a bunch of yeah. other people, which was awesome. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's been it's been everything. I mean, I used I used one of those I used that story about my mom to like get into college. You know, like that was like my essay was on that, and yeah. I wrote essays about like the anticipation of that trailer and how it was affected the internet. And like I've always used it as like this bedrock of my career. And I write about a lot of other things, but Star Wars is just so. It. What would you say is the biggest difference that you've noticed between like the hype leading up to episode one versus the hype leading up to episode seven? Because I'm I was twelve when episode one came out, so all my only real memory of the buildup of that was trying to find the toys, which was impossible, and I couldn't understand why it was impossible. And then 
on what 51k or 52 what was 56k modem trying yeah. to download yes. couldn't figure out why it took me so long to, to be able to trailer. watch the yeah, trailer sure. online. so yeah. what, what would you say was the big difference you've seen just in those two yeah. returns of star wars i mean the uh the t you got to take the technology out of it because yeah. like 56 modem versus us can just download that is different i think the the intensity of it is still the same where hmm. any kind of little piece of information people are going to analyze it like to crazy lengths you know yeah. Um, I think, honestly, it's kind of weird. The biggest difference to me is Disney's secrecy. That Disney is so mm. secret about it and are so guarded about it. And if you have questions about it and you go to the source, Disney, can you tell me, can you confirm this, can you deny this? They won't say anything. Um, and obviously there's way more of it now, you know. You guys are a video podcast about Star Wars. That kind of thing didn't exist. So there's a lot more, a lot more discussion. But the discussion is kind of the same. as people geeking out thinking about it, getting excited, digging in. Um, I mean, there's more crappy content now because there's so much. Um, but really, to me, like, from, like, a, a step back and look at it level, like, I just feel like that, that secrecy kind of changes everything because once they're super secret about it, it makes everybody want it more and, like, and more crazy about it and, yeah. like, more willing to be like, oh, that photo, that must be this, or that must be this. Oh, and, yeah. like, and because they don't comment, which they shouldn't, because if they did, it would ruin stuff. Yeah. Um... It just makes the fervor more crazy. So I think I think uh, that I mean there's a lot of things, but that that one jumps to mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah. you you mentioned you're a big collector. Yeah. So you've I'm assuming you've been going from the old school Kenner days through Power of the Force into now I, the modern Hasbro. I kind of it kind of slowed down in the middle there. I okay. mean, like I said, like I had the stuff when I was a kid, and then it, it, I mean, like most of us, it, you know, in like the teenage year, well, most of us, yeah, the older guard. <laughs> Uh, we uh, it, it fell off there for a bit until the special editions came out, and then you sort of it rekindled it, you know. And I went back and I pulled my old stuff from the basement, and I was playing with it again, and I was displaying it more when I was seventeen as opposed to playing with it when I was seven, you know. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, but so the, but once the prequels hit, again, yeah. got crazy with it. Even in high school, I bought like one of these like Icons lightsabers for like five hundred dollars oh, as like a kid, as a high schooler. You're because like, I was I'm gonna get this Qui Gon one. I bet he's gonna be awesome. <laughs> no, it's a it, it's a Sky, it's the Skywalker. It's Luke's lightsaber, which is actually cool again because now it's Ray's lightsaber. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, no, I ha I do have a Count Dooku lightsaber. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, well, to be honest, I do have Count. It's Dooku. gonna be awesome. It's so curved. So Dooku, man, he's gonna be the best. He's Dooku's like, the new Vader, man. He's so cool, man. Oh, oh man, I get a couple Grievous lightsabers, but um. <laughs> No, the, uh, so no, I, so yeah, and then again, and all through the prequels, I was, I lined up at my local Toys R Us to bought every single thing for the Phantom Menace. Every toy they released. You have a I, box of shame like me? I do. You we all have that, like, that recorder thing. They I've put got the it chip all, on. man. I've got it all. The V chip, the V chip. Like, where's the Rick Lee? I can't contact. find it. Where's the Rick Lee? Oh my God. I can't God. find it. If, if, I've got two if you still need you one. Yeah, two, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there people, like, I have friends who buy them now just to be ironic, but, um. Oh. Uh, yeah. The uh, no, but so that I bought. You're loving this. Fucking Rick Oli is so lame. <laughs> I, so love the, I love the idea of people being so stoked for Rick Oli. Well, because even Lucas was like, yeah, he's kind of like this. Uh, I remember him saying he was sort of like the this the 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 prequels Han Solo. I remember him saying something like that when it first came out. So I was like, I gotta get him. He's got sideburns. They, 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 but they got how many? More, they released so many more toys than that. Like oh. when we came out, it was like seventeen figures. Oh. From the whole thing, and now you're like, there's the four figures, and we make six of them. Yeah. And you're not gonna be able to get them. And three duplicates. Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, no, I collected yeah, episode one, episode two, three, and, and it went down after that. Yeah, after, in each one, yeah, a little smaller. Um, but and then I it was choice stuff. I'd buy like you know one really nice thing every mm -hmm. couple months. You know, are you a hot toys guy at all? 
sort of. I, yeah. I just started. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have the first Han Solo, and I have I just ordered I ordered the K two S O because I was. Cool. What's cool about K two S O is that he's never coming back. So we, uh, you know, yeah. you have that one. You're not gonna get yeah. like. I was like, oh, it'd be cool to get like, Kylo Ren. But when he gets like a new outfit in the next movie and the movie after that, you're like, fuck, man, like, maybe that episode yeah. eight outfit's cooler, you know? Yeah. Um, so I have, I, I'm slowly going down that hill. I have a couple of the sideshow collectibles mm-hmm. uh, for other characters. But your main like collectible obsession is Solo and Carbonite, right? Solo and Carbonite and, and Tauntaun. And, and yeah, and, and, so, and Hoth song. Solo, which yeah. is the weirdest thing. I've written about no, this. No, the same like, way. Really? Those, both of, those are both my. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, okay. I used to like float my. I had a pool growing up. Mm-hmm. I used. To just float in my pool and like pretend I was Han and Return of the Jedi, like yeah, defrosting. I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, I've done that, and I think it was. I, like I said, I've written about this before, but I think the memory is I had a you know Hoth Han figure. And I was playing with it in the snow with a couple friends, uh, and I lost it. I think I was so devastated uh, that I lost it that it like embedded that I needed. The same thing happened with like a Han Solo blaster that I played with friends, and I lost it, or some little kid stole it from me. And so now I have two like six hundred dollar blasters. Like, I'm like oh, you kid, uh, I have them. But uh, yeah, those two things. I have like everything Hawthorne. Um, you know, do you prefer blue jacket or brown jacket? I prefer blue. I prefer blue jacket, though Same I know here. it is brown jacket. I know it's because we grew up with the blue jacket. Well, that's why when they, the Power of the Force in the '90s came out and he had the brown jacket, I was like, "What is? What is this garbage? What's wrong with yeah. this toy?" And Carbonite. Yeah, I mean, like I've gone like stupid with that. I have a. A life size. You got that life size. But the thing is that it's a it's a it's a life size art print of it though. It's not yeah. like the sideshow collectibles like one of one like three D. It's this artist Craig Drake who does a lot of cool stuff. He used to work for Lucasfilm too. He like sort of drew it and then printed it on metal, full size. That's and, cool. And he's like one of my favorite artists. So like when I saw that, it was like it's twelve hundred dollars. I'm like credit card. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then Ding. I was like, Get those Amex what, the, the, what, yeah, the wife's like, where's that going? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> figure it out. Uh, yeah, somewhere. Point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, did you propose recently? Because I might. Think... But uh, yeah, those are my two things. And uh, so you, speaking of the wife, you got married like last year, right? Yes. yes. How long did it take for you to sort of show her the real collection, the real love, the of real stars. love of? That's a really good question. I haven't really thought about that. Um, and how accepting of it was she? She's pretty accepting of it. She's a she's a nerd, but she's her own nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like she she like she likes Star Wars. Um, she had never seen like, prequels. I think she she's still never seen clones because she always falls asleep. But um, <laughs> who can blame her? Yeah, I know. The um, but so so she, I think she had her own nerd obsessions. Like she's like super into like Disney animation and okay. stuff. So like cool. I think she she got it. she got it. She got that this was my thing, you know. And but I don't remember when I first sort of revealed it because it's obviously not like. Unless you have like a tattoo or something, you're like, eh, you know, like, yeah. but I don't. So, yeah, if you cosplay or something, and I'm trying to think if I went to like a no, no, celebrations and stuff are all around that. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. But yeah, she's cool with it. It's nice. So you mentioned the special editions. Were those like, we talked a little bit about the lead up to the prequels and the, the obviously the, the Disney years that yeah, we're yeah. living in now. Did this, were the special editions a big thing for you? How do you feel about them now? Yeah. Um, I love that you guys are asking me questions that I've written articles about. So yeah. like, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, well, no, we're going to. We're going to. Uh, yeah, cool. No, it's great. No, but the special editions. Um, it's weird because I don't. I don't think there's any hype going into it. Because like, um, I remember showing up to my th- like, seeing the poster because there was no internet in like '97 yeah. really for most people and being like, oh wow, they're re-releasing Star Wars. And then you saw like a trailer in front of something and you're like, oh shit, there's like new shit. This is gonna be the best. <laughs> and then I remember showing it to my th- like buying tickets early. 
which I don't I don't even remember why I did it, just because I was excited. And showing up, seeing a line around the block in Middletown, New York, which is middle of nowhere, ostensibly. And I'm like, whoa, other people like Star Wars. It was kind of like I didn't realize it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and and so that was it was kind of an awakening, you know. And then. I and the movies themselves, yeah. I mean, I don't love them. Obviously, I don't love the changes. Um, but I do love the fact that because of them, it showed Fox like, oh hey, people still love this, you know. George, we'll take those movies, sure, you know. And then George makes those movies and they make a million dollars. And then George's like, oh, I'm going to sell Disney. So without those movies, none of what we're doing now, you guys aren't here right now. Without yeah. them releasing those movies, you know, if you trace it all the way back to the source, you know. Uh, of the internet world. I mean, obviously, the source is George Lucas's notebook. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so for everything that they do crappy, you know, like, you know, Jedi Rocks or whatever, it's okay. Like, uh, and the, I don't even know if I have copies of the original, original movies, like bootleg ones. But I'll get them eventually, and I have them in here. And I can watch it and be like, close my eyes during, you know. Do you have Jesse. them on VHS or anything? I do. I have them in VHS. I have a bunch of versions of VHS yeah. back in New York, but I don't have a VCR anymore that has the RCA cables or anything. Yeah. So they're just kind of dead. I'm sure on one fateful day, Disney will announce something where those are coming, but they have no reason to now. It's no. like, what we, man, we're really having trouble filling the seats on these Star Wars yeah. movies. We should really release the and original. I, and I remember thinking, like, at like Celebration this year or something, like, a oh, 40th anniversary. This is the year. <laughs> yeah, but I was the same way. But, you know, but it's the 40th anniversary. Who cares? The 45th is more important, and the 50th is very important. Yeah. Who cares about the 40th? The 40th so they can sell T-shirts <laughs> yeah. yeah. to us, you know? So um, I two. bought so many of Yeah, I know, t-shirts. right? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't able to. I was working. I couldn't get into the store. You, so you were at Celebration? Uh, this year, I've been in the last three years. Uh, uh, so I was in, this year was in Orlando, then London. London, then Anaheim, and I actually went to Celebration 2 and 3 because, you know, I was a prequel obsessed. So. Yeah. Uh, but those were just as fans. I was just, uh, they're going crazy. So we have a thing that we'll say on the show, which is like, in Ryan we trust. We have this like incredible f- blind faith, not blind faith, but like yeah. this faith in Ryan Johnson that he, I won't hit, make him mad that I'm going to say this, but like, I have a feeling Last Jedi could be the best Star Wars movie of all time. And I know that's blasphemy because... Empire Strikes Back is the greatest. The, sure, yeah. But how are you? How are you feeling about the choice of Ryan Johnson? Does that make oh. you comfortable? Or? Oh no, really comfortable. Um, I, I've always liked. Actually, you know what? Actually, that, that's not true. I I don't love Brick, hmm. and I think the Brothers Bloom is interesting, but I didn't like fall in love with it. I, but I fell in love with Looper, and I got to talk to him about Looper. And I remember, you know, that's a movie that you watch and you have questions about. Like, oh, I wonder how did what did how did that work out? And that's the cool thing about time travel movies. And I remember thinking and being like, oh, I'm going to interview him, but I'm going to do it on video with my crappy droid. And I'm going to ask him all spoiler questions about this, right? And because it was like, that's an interesting angle. And most directors and, you know, anybody, if you ask them about spoilers, even if you say, I won't run this till after the movie's out, yeah. they'll say, like, oh, I don't really feel comfortable talking about it. Sometimes they're cool. But Ryan Johnson, when I told him that, I'm like, I kind of just want to ask, like, all spoiler stuff. He goes, oh, my God. I'm so excited. I haven't done this yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, like, he, and you can just tell him he nerded out about it. And then that always stuck in the back of my head, and um, and so yeah, when he when he got this, I, I mean he's all in all the interviews say he's a huge Star Wars fan. Even if he wasn't, I think he mm-hmm. gets it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 after all like the controversy now with Han Solo and with Rogue One, the fact that this has just been like quiet on Last Jedi is very encouraging. Yeah, I, I went back and rewatched Looper recently. Uh, because I heard a bunch of podcasts saying, yeah, go back and watch Looper and just look at it through the lens of he's making a Star Wars movie. That's cool, yeah. And there's, a, there's that part where um, 
the the rainmaker like he freaks out the little kid freaks out and just pulls the blood vessels out mm. of the guy's body and for a brief second i was like if kylo ren or somebody does something that brutally epic I mean, the theater will go crazy. Yeah. Like when he freezes the bolt in Force Awakens. Yeah. That was like an applause moment because we'd never seen Force using like yeah, that. Yeah. Imagine if Luke is just like, oh, and just like, just like lifting houses and throwing them off. That's the other thing, though. He has that ace up his sleeve that we waited how many years to see what happened after Jedi, and it didn't have to find out what happened to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. For real. So now he's like, he can tell this story. As far as we know, you could probably Luke's gonna be like, "Oh, Ray, do this," and we never see him again. <laughs> Two more, be like, oh, "We gotta wait like another three years." But um, he has that; he can tell that story. And I think, I mean, so that's it's a, it's kind of cheating where he's telling like the story we wanted to know. I mean, I'm sure somebody asked me right before Force Awakens, like, "What's the thing you want to know the most about?" And I said, "Luke Skywalker. What has been doing since Jedi? How did the Jedi Order? What has he done about the Jedi in the universe?" You know. And now we have hints of it, obviously, but. To finally get like the nitty gritty of it is like such like just like gravy. You it's know? Ner- it's nerds. Yeah, it's so just perfect. Like, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, cool. So. so we like to ask a questionnaire at the uh, okay. sort of like we go down. Obviously, you've watched Inside the Actor Studio. Yes. This is our super lame Star Wars equivalent. No, of I love it. All right, I love that it. interview. And okay. then we, we we can take our time with this. Don't feel like yeah. Okay. Feel right. Right. All right. Take your time. We will. We will. We okay. will. Totally sweat through these. All right. All right. All right. First one, big no-brainer. Which is your favorite Star Wars film? Return of the Jedi. <gasps> really? My I'm, favorite. It's my favorite it, because it's the one growing up that had the most toys and stuff. And, it's the, and I, um, I was born in 1980, so I didn't see it in a the theater, but it's the one that I was sort of closest to. So it's, I know it's not the best one, but it's my favorite one. What's your, your favorite, favorite part in it? Um, that you could just sit and the watch Sar- The Sarlacc. Stuff yeah. probably. We had a. I don't know if you ever listened to Steel Wars, but he, he's a really yeah. cool Star Wars podcast, yeah. and he is obsessed with that entire scene. Like he just loves that it's like salute, backflip, R two spits the Great. sabers out, ignites the green, and just goes. Yeah, nuts. Oh, that, that that is you know, that and Boba Fett, and you have all these characters, and you have Slave Leia, and you have Jabba getting killed, and you just you just have everything. It's like insanity, you know. And yeah, I mean that's probably my favorite scene. All right. Awesome. All right. What is your favorite? What is your least favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, it's, it's Attack of the Clones. I mean, even though it's the movie that I... It's the movie that I have... We just need a checklist for every guest that comes in here. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, right? The clone checklist. Yeah, Because I mean, you always... Uh, sorry to interrupt, but no. you always... I always expect people to say Phantom Menace. Yeah. But, but it's not. It's, it's not, not the worst prequel. But I think, no. that, I think that Phantom Menace for a very long time was considered... And I feel like... I don't know. I think, I think maybe. I think maybe. But I think Phantom Menace is redeemed by the last 30 minutes. And 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 Qui Gon and Obi Wan, right? I think that sort of saves it. Like I still get chills when he's like, "Oh, this is pod racing." And I'm like, "That's such a great moment." And obviously the mall stuff, and that's all. Like, so that saves it. I remember I saw that one nine times in theaters. It's the most I've ever seen a movie in theaters because we were so uh-huh. obsessed and excited about yeah. it. But like the third time, I was just like, "Let's get to the let's get to the third act. Let's get to them <laughs> doing the let's, let's get into the, the theme castle. Let's get to these yeah, yeah start doing yeah. flips. It's just and, and clones. It's like there's just it just goes so many different places, and if you watch it, and I remember loving it when I saw it, Yoda and the Braveheart scene at the end. I'm like, this is rad, you know. Like I saw it that opening night and, and midnight at the screening in the world, and cheering and jumping out of my seat. And now I watch it and it just feel I feel like nothing, you know. So yeah, I that's can't the even inc- stay awake. That's the incredible thing about Star Wars fandom. I don't know of any Star Wars fanatic that doesn't watch a Star Wars movie for the first time and go absolutely bananas for it. You know what? 
uh, Force Awakens, it's not that I didn't go bananas for it. It's that I, right, reporting on it, I had spent so much time thinking about, like, every possibility. Mm. Not being spoiler-free. Like, avoiding anything crazy, but every single, so every single thing that happened in that movie, I had read, and but I had read it as, like, one of four options. Like, so does Han Solo die? Han Solo doesn't die. He gets killed by this person. So, like, so watching it, it was, like, putting the pieces together, mm. and it was, like, so that's real, that's real, that's real. And walking out of it, I was like, okay, all right, I, I think I got it now. So it took me until like the next week when I saw it again to, to be like, all right, now I, now I love it. But I, the first time, it was conflicted walking out of it. It was too much. It was too much to take in. Yeah, yeah. that was the same way. Yeah. I go back to back on Star Wars movies because I know the first time it's a good call. I'll go bananas and then I just go right back into the theater and go, all right, now prove that I really Yeah, like no, it. that's a good call. Maybe I'll do that this time. And when I saw Force Awakens the second time, because I, I, we, we saw it together and we left like, did we like that? We mm. liked that, right? Yes, we liked we, yeah. That. And then the second time I left just with like ear to ear. So it's it's interesting to hear you say that about Force Awakens. Yeah. Kind of the same kind of yeah. experience. It was, it, was, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Does it... Does it affect the movie watching experience for you being a, such a big fan, but also for your job having to report on it and then yeah. being probably hearing about spoilers and certain tidbits before the film? Like, does it ruin your experience for you? It doesn't ruin it. It's hard. Like, it's that's sort of my experience now. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't think I ever had the other experience because, like I said, I was sort of I was so in with Phantom Menace and with Clones and with Sith that. There was very few surprises in any of those movies for me. Like, uh, I won't spoil anything, but watching Spider-Man Homecoming this week, I I read a lot about that movie, but there were genuine surprises in it. And Mm. Star Wars, I just, I'm sure there will be. I mean, and there were in Force Awakens, but nothing like, like I said, like like least likely things. So for me now, I think I'm just sort of used to it. I'm Mm. sort of like, I try to avoid big stuff, and sometimes I can, but other times you just, I just have to deal with it, you know? And so I have sort of been... It's hard to sort of have to compartmentalize my fandom, my critical eye, you know, like all these enjoyments. And that's why I got to see some of these movies like a couple times to sort of be like, okay, now it's here. Now it's cemented. Now let's let's sort of look at it, you know. So, yeah, it's it's difficult, but it's sort of my... They should do a Rotten Tomatoes that's just called like the third time. Yeah. So all the critics after watching a movie the second and third time. You should have... No, I mean, you should have to watch a movie twice before you review it. I mean, it's impossible with deadlines and studios and things like that. But it, I, I wish I could watch every movie two. Well, not every movie two times, <laughs> but most movies two, two times five, before. Two just, five. just, just to be, just to be like, uh, is that? I had, I had this thought about it. Does that play? Is am I right with that thought? Oh yes. Or just to get details, things mm, like that. You know. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So what? Yeah. What turns you on about Star Wars? Is there a theme that really, when you think about Star Wars, really resonates with you? Lightsaber fights. Lightsaber fights. Yeah, just the the beauty of it, the colors, the the striking colors, the John Williams music. Actually, you know what? John Williams music, I think, is probably even a better mm-hmm. answer. Um, but those pairings, like those are my favorite moments in all the movies. You know, like even like you know, I don't love Attack of the Clones, but once you see, you know, like Dooku fighting, you know, Anakin with two sabers and Yoda. Like that to, to me, that's Star Wars, and like, uh, so yeah, just I can watch you know on on YouTube if people like make like a fan film with like Star Wars, like a lightsaber battle. Like, oh, it's okay, it's not bad, you know. It can be <laughs> terrible, yeah. but I just want to see like glowing shit hit each other, job, you know. Good job. Yeah. What color would your lightsaber be? Blue, I think. Blue. Yeah, because I don't think I I would go all the I wouldn't get to a green, you know. I don't know if I'd be good enough to get a green, but I'm like an entry level. <laughs> Entry level Jedi type. I like that in your mind. It's like I'm not good enough. It's like a promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I always felt. That's well, I felt growing up. I felt that like Luke had, could only get the green saber 
because he was that. And I, that's not the way it works, but that was the way I sort of viewed it as a kid. Hmm. So that's sort of how... That's awesome. I, yeah. Like, that's like... Well, then, then you go back and you go, Obi-Wan didn't quite... <laughs> yeah, Obi-Wan didn't have... A, he still had a blue saber, and yeah, and then why does Mace Windu have a purple saber? <laughs> Sam Jackson wanted it. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. But George was like, I don't care about the canon. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what... Go ahead. Go, what turned you off about Star Wars? Um, I think uh, the... the, the uh, pockets of fandom... Now, I think, mm. um, where everybody can be their own Star Wars fan. But a lot of people feel like if that person's a fan, um, you know, I'm a bigger fan than you. You mm. know, we're kind of like, and, 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 I, and I admit to feeling that a lot of times. But then I'm like, no, let them enjoy it for what they do, you know. And so, and people can get real mean about it. And uh, I have friends who didn't become fans until the special editions or the prequels even. And, and, I, and I always, in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm better than you. <laughs> But I'm like, that's a shitty thing to think. Yeah. And so, and but like, but I'll I'll just think that and try to get it away. Where other people actually look like get really mad about that. So I think that I think it's and and I also think it's a, uh, it's, we always think of ourselves as nerds and uh, like niche things with Star Wars. But now it is literally the most popular thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's a weird thing to sort of get it's rid of. It's not punk rock anymore. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not ner- it's not super no. inside baseball anymore. No, it, it is, is it is the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. It is it, that it is, You know what? That is dude, Star Wars is the Beatles. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That is crazy. Um what is your favorite line in Star Wars? Man, I wish I had a good one like if I was a writer or something. Um <laughs> No, you know what? I think um uh, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Oh, that's a good one too. Good I think that's a good one. Yeah, you know, that's just everything. Saber comes Throws. in. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, a Jedi. Like my my yeah, I think me. that's it. And then, you know, so be it, Jedi. Like all uh, my my ROTJ saber says that when you turn it on. Really? It goes. I'm a Jedi, like my father. And you're me. like, you should only do it when he turns it off, though. Because <laughs> yeah. That looks, kind of, that's like, oh, you know what else? I want to jump back to this. I never had a chance to say this. You know what turns me off about Star Wars? What? People who wear backpacks that are not Yoda or <laughs> C-3PO. Yes. Yeah. Nobody ever, Chewbacca was never on anybody's back, dudes. Uh-huh. It has to be uh-huh. a Yoda or C-3PO backpack. That's yes. a Steve That's a Steve type. For criticism. sure. R2-D2 was never worn on back. No, no, you know what? I don't mind if it's an R2-D2 backpack, all right? Or if it's like a Kylo Ren backpack. But if you have a character on your back. Holding as if he's has to be the two characters. Because yeah. there's Chewbacca and there's a couple others. And I see them, I go, I go have a... Season pass holder Disneyland, and my wife's like, that annoys you, right? I'm like, fuck, I'm like, What if they did a backpack that was like Hoth Han, and he was on your I back? I would still hate it. I and would you were a Tauntaun, though. And it had like a hoodie oh, okay. with little Tauntaun on it. Now you're talking. Now you're talking my speed, Alex. There you go. <laughs> See, Buddy, <laughs> branding is my thing. Yeah, I like Lucasfilm it. branding, yeah, I, know. I, I like that. You. I like that, yeah. So there you go. That's something that pops in my head. I've never... All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, which what's your favorite Star Wars character? I think we kind of know Yeah, it's Han Solo. I mean... it's Hoth Han specifically. And you almost don't want to say that because it's such the obvious answer, but it's just no way. Mine's Bespin Luke. We've had we've had okay. all the different answers. All right, yeah, all right. yeah. Hothan is the favorite. What character do you just absolutely hate? Um, this is a hard one because like, you don't really hate anybody. You Dexter know? Jetster. No, I love him. I, I love him. I love Watto. They're so stupid and racist and funny. <laughs> no, I, I no, I know I hate. I don't like. Um, uh, ha, is it Hanzo? Hanzo from the oh, from Rebels, Rebels. And, and Clone Wars? Okay. Yeah. Because I never got super into Clone Wars, uh, but I watched Rebels, and when he comes on, I know he's part of that. And he just bugs me. 
Forgive me, I have not finished. He's like a I'm still. Like I have not finished clones. Oh, I'm saying what? I've never what's, finished it. What's he? Which? What's he look like? He's, he's got like, horns yeah. on his face. He's got this uh, very distinct okay. accent, and he's he's in like okay. three or four episodes of Rebels, but he had a bigger role in Clone Wars, and. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like him. He's See, I'm going to get a lot of shit from that circle of fans that are like, he's not a Star no, Wars you don't fan. Need, exactly. No, I, I've, I've never finished Clone Wars. I, 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 wish I, I wish I had because it. I'll write articles and be like, and the people are like, well, what about Clone Wars? I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it just, you know, it's sort of, I was doing other things when that aired and, and it didn't get the real big buzz until later, you know, and yeah. then when people had seen like the later seasons. And then by that point, you're like, I watched like four seasons. I finished the first season. The first season's boring and bad. Mm-hmm. But everybody's like, no, two is better and three is better. And I'm like, all right. I, I, I'll I'll vouch because I was like, Ugh. yeah. But by the time you get to the end, it's a it's no. A I I totally buy. I mean, because like the one person doing journalism now for Star Wars you can talk to about Star Wars is Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. and I've talked to Dave Filoni a million times. I love him to death. Um, and everything that guy does. I mean, that guy saved Star Wars ostensibly. You know, just to, to, he kept it going with Clone Wars and stuff. You know, he's the one who kept that beating heart, and he's still a big part of it. And so. So yeah, I mean, I trust that everything he did there is awesome because he's such awesome. a fan. Do you yeah. think he'll ever get a chance to uh, direct a I asked him that movie? the first time Rebels came out, like Comic-Con, like four years ago. And he's like, I would love to. I don't know. I, I, I Do you think, think they'll trust him with some sort of anthology film or something? They, they, yes. I mean, I th- not, I'm not trying to apply no, they don't you mean, trust no, him. No, I know what you mean. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think, I think, no, I, I, think uh, I think they would, but I think he's very into the animation. Yeah. And I think... Excuse me. I mean, I think now the Rebels is ending. I think they're already starting work on a new show. Would be my guess. Uh, and then, and then uh, Kathleen Kennedy for the PR and just for being fair has to hire some female directors, you know, to get this rolling. Sure. So I think I think if Filoni does, it's going to be a little bit down the line. I think what might happen this is, again. I'm just assuming, but like a good transition for him too might even be live action TV because he's be cool. understood how to run an animated television show. Throw him on live action TV. If he really hits it out of the park, then it's all right. We can. I, I think I think he hit anything out of the park. I think it's just a matter of him having the time and to dedicate to yeah. really do it. You know, find a story he wants to tell. For sure. Yeah. All right. If you could have any job in the Star Wars universe, what would it be? Um, I'd be an X-wing pilot. Again, sort of an easy nope. answer, but nope. I mean, it's still like, you know, I mean, when you think of, uh, I mean, the Falcon's my favorite ship, but if you want to think about like a group of people, but there's only one Falcon, you know, so like. Every, a lot of people get X-Wings, and they have the great camaraderie and the great suits. What color would your squadron be? Uh, Red, gold, green, blue? Uh, like uh, Blue Squadron, I guess. Blue Squadron? Sure. We'll go Blue cool. Squadron. Yeah, a little different. That's dope. Blue That's Saber, dope. Blue Squadron. Yeah, exactly. If you if there was like one job you would not want to do in the Star Wars universe, what would it be? Um... I wouldn't want to be entertainment in Jabba's palace. <laughs> specifically entertainment. Yeah, specifically entertainment. So much pressure. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to dance. I don't want to play music. I don't want to. You know. You know. Let the Jedi in. I don't want anything like that. I want to. If, if anything in Jabba's palace, I'm going to sit around and nod at people. I'm going to be Lando. I'm going to be Boba Fett. That was it. You know. Okay. So. All right. Last question. You're on the 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 bridge in Cloud City. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader has just cut off your hand. You're hanging from a pole. He says one thing to you besides I am your father. What is he saying to Jermaine? doesn't need to make sense in the grand right. scheme of things. Um, 
do you want to keep this lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be important in, in a couple or that, of years. Or that, or like, just like, can I have the one that's on the screen, please? Awesome. Oh, man, that was so fantastic. Thank you so awesome. much for being oh, here, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, uh, yes. Please tell uh, all the lovely internet folks where they can find you online, social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find my writing on uh, Gizmodo or io9.com, and I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff as at Jermaine Lucier. Yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll put all the links to all of Jermaine's stuff in the show description. If you guys like what you saw, please subscribe. Thank you so much, and may the Force be with you. Thanks for checking out the show, and if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the Force be with you.